Mesa presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. You know, if I was going to give my crown to somebody, it would be John Chaka. Wow. And, and it would be because he acquired Carl Soderberg. Yes. He wins the crown today because he gets Carl Soderberg not at 4.275 or 4.75, which is his cap hit. He mm. gets him at $4 million, but 4.75 is his cap hit. So he saves his owner $750,000. John Chaka, hey, everybody. John, John Chaka. John Chaka. John Chaka. Jesse? My crown goes to Steve Dangle. Are we allowed to give crowns to people on the show? Sure. By the way, I should mention that uh, you know the Steve Dangle podcast is signed up with Crown Royal. We're homies. We're buddies. Mm. Pals. Even. Pals. Come Someone on, pal. even say it's a partnership. Mm. Yes. Some would. They, they would. Anyway. Most would some say would. that, I think. Some would. Some. No, so, most. So what I would say some. to that is is that, yes, you can. You can give Ooh. your crown out. Now, when the Leafs come back, mm. I have to talk about Leafs. But since the Leafs are not playing, who's your crown going to? My crown goes to Steve Dangle Glynn yes. for making his way to Vancouver, to Toronto, and back again in the span of three days. Whoa. Yes. And doing all of this on no on little sleep. Yeah. Changing time zones, jet setting around the world like the globetrotter he is. I slept okay. Did you? Yeah. Some people say sleeping is hard when you're traveling different time zones. Jesse, if Steve was a minor league player. Mm. <laughs> This is good. I know where going. How, how would he have made that journey? <laughs> he would have had you to walk. Bastards! <laughs> <laughs> he would have had to walk there Probably because walk. I mean, because the trains are broken down. There's just no way. <laughs> there's no way to get from one location to the other. Yeah, how would he do it? <laughs> if you're a minor league player, I you got real fast. You got to take a bus. You got to take a train. You got to take a car, but you can't fly. That's right. Because those right. planes don't exist. Yeah, uh, Steve, your crown. <laughs> My crown goes to the city of Vancouver. Oh. The city of Vancouver for protecting the sanctity of their city by not allowing Uber or Lyft. Oh, boy. <laughs> why are they doing because, that? No, well, you know why? Because they have a service where you can, um, you'll see, you'll pull up a little map on your phone. What? And you'll see a car on a street corner, a little smart car. You okay. can reserve that smart car. You get in it and drive to where you go, yeah. and then you just leave it there. And then someone else picks it up. Actually? Actually. They have, like, yes. our, yeah, we, have we have that in, as Cardigo. the equivalent of bikes. Yeah. Cardigo, yes. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So but that's more that. like car rentals. So I just want to right? give them the crown for having that, but not Uber, because that would be silly. That would be preposterous. <laughs> Instead, let's just... Pick up and leave cars wherever. Has the government said why? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know. You know what was funny to me? It, listen, everyone I met in Vancouver was great, but it was a bit of a it was a bit of a Twitter thing. Uh, so when I got there, I was on the train, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, there's no Uber," so like, I got. I got mugged and and someone you know pooped in my lunch <laughs> and funny. just yeah like, and I was making fun of the people who were complaining yeah. and then I tried to get anywhere I was like no this sucks this uh, this is actually bad you forget what life was like before Uber mm-hmm. yes yes for sure no but what I found was funny about it is if you go to someone in Toronto and you go hey man getting around your city sucks what do we all say 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. For sure. It does suck. Fucking blows. <laughs> People in Vancouver were like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself and never come back. Oh, wow. At what? least on no on Twitter. Ah. It was just, ah, 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 the foolish non-locals trying to find out how to get around her. Ah. I can't believe a station or a city that has an all-traffic radio station. Do they? Yes. What? 7.30, AM 7.30. All traffic has all the time? all-traffic radio station. A city that has an all-traffic radio station would dare have the gall to come, you, come at you and say, yeah, no, the traffic's not bad here. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, listen, I had a great time. I love Vancouver. Oh my God. All the Vancouver people I met amazing. were wonderful. But, like, listen, if it's difficult to get around your city, like, just say it. Can I extend my crown? Yes. I have to further my crown to Steve. Because I, I, I actually managed to get around? <laughs> no, I forgot why I originally wanted mm. to award you my crown. Oh, yeah. There's two parts. One for you navigating the airwaves. Two, you scored your first goal. No, hey. your second goal, but it looked nicer than first your first one. First one with a real shot. Yeah, you scored a goal before, yes. but you scored again. Yes. And it was on like a snapshot. Yeah, I don't even remember. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't even remember if my first goal was forehand or backhand. That's how chaotic it was. I was just like, ah! Like that. This one was, I uh, uh, got the puck along the half wall, and I had a path, and I was going to pass it. Yeah. But then they told they're like, you have a path, shoot. And so I did. And... I didn't mean to put it top corner, but it went top corner. You know, yeah. and it felt that really almost good. reminds me of watching Carl Soderbergh. <laughs> yes. Which is the real reason he came to this show today. For Carl Soderbergh trade breakdowns. <laughs> Carl Soderbergh. Insane. And Kevin Connaughton. Whoa, in the third round pick guy. Well, Kevin Connaughton, what you expected, I <laughs> that bet. That sure isn't. No. Sure isn't. Colorado's got 30 million bucks to spend this summer on what? I don't really know, man, because like I don't. There's no defenseman that you really want to buy with thirty million bucks. Well, and they're trying to offload Tyson Berry, like as we speak. What are they? Listen, I don't, I don't. I am. I can't really question the Avalanche anymore. I really questioned them for a couple of years there, but they've turned it around and made it amazing. However, I am a little concerned about what, like, you know, when someone does something super bad. And then they, they start to improve, and you're like, whoa, 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 and then they overcorrect? Yes, yes, and now they're super good all of a sudden. Yeah, but then they're like, then they go past good, and they go back into bad. Like, you're not sure, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Carl, you swing too far to the right or too far to the left, you're kind of wrong. We, <laughs> we uh, first impressions are important, and Joe Sackick proved that, because I think a lot of people have been underestimating him for too long, but no, after that one truly, genuinely terrible season... Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are back, mm -hmm. very extraordinarily back, and they went from being this team where, uh-oh, what if someone offersheeds Miko Rittenen to, I am the one who knocks, and they might be able to retain him and offersheed somebody. Yeah. But by the way, if no one gets offersheeted, we need to hold a funeral for offersheets. We do. Can we physically like, hold Genuinely. <laughs> like, yes. You They're, could have held a funeral for it last year, yeah. the year before, no, but this, this is the year where, before. This is the year. I'm, and then next year is going to be, ah, who's going to get offersheeted? And then Jesse. no one's going to get offersheeted. <laughs> and we're going to sit here and say, we should hold a funeral for offersheets. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what I said? <laughs> we should hold a funeral for offersheets this the, year. The, uh, the, Put the, on my cummerbund and I don't talk know, about offersheets. This is like really before social media kind of took off like before Twitter but I think 50 Cent once held a funeral service for, for fat, offer sheets? You no know, for Fat Joe's career because no, uh, he like dissed him and like they had like a, a like a battle or something and they, yeah. they both released mixtapes about each other and 50 Cent won 
in his own mind. So he just yeah, he like, had a funeral and like said goodbye to Fat Joe's career. That's <laughs> how that's how memorable that battle was. Right? I don't even remember. Yeah, it. well, exactly. And then I think he went head to head with Kanye and released uh, like AO technology. And Kanye's like, okay, I'll put out stronger now. Yeah, um, yeah. And Fat Joe's had a hit more recently than Fifty Cent. Has it? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was it called? It was um, uh, up something. It was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, up something, Cumberbun. It's it was All called Cumberbun. Yeah, that's no, it. yeah, is yeah, that that's it? A... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Oh, oh my god, what it a was die right now. <laughs> yeah, all the way up. Yeah, uh, I remember that because I remember being at the Grammys and like Fat Joe's walking home. I'm like, oh my god, my 14 yeah. year old self uh, is dying inside. That's not with Fat Remy Joe Ma, <laughs> With Remy Ma in French Montana. Yeah, yes. Remy Ma, who was like back two for years a bit. ago. Yeah, French Montana needs a little more credit than he gets. French Montana is quite good. A lot like Carl Soderberg. Carl Soderberg <laughs> bouncing back from his 14 point season By the two way, years ago. Carl Soderberg's got a year left at four seven five. Hmm. Now he will only be owed four million of that. But this brings me to my my, and we won't spend too much time. Don't worry on the Carl Soderberg <laughs> deal. What are the Coyotes doing? Uh... Boy, really good question. Like, where where are you going? Like, I thought for a while we had a handle on what John Shaker was doing, but Carl Soderberg is not the guy I don't think that, like, unless he's looking for third-line depth in his lineup, I don't get it. Here's, here's, for a year? He's going to be a UFA. Here's the problem with uh, the way hockey is covered, or at least um, the way we try to predict the future. We look for gaps. We look for holes. We go, who has cap space? who is cash-strapped, who has a lot of picks, who does not have very many, who has free agents, uh, who uh, needs defensemen, who needs forwards, who needs goalies. Forget all of that. (laughs) Just throw aside all logic. Did anyone call any of the trades that have happened over the past week? We talked about Patrick Marlowe moving. I don't know if we once brought up Carolina. Uh, JT Miller... To Vancouver? Might have been brought up. Not to Vancouver. Um, Subban, yes. Devils, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not for a second. The, and and Colorado having, uh, like, Colorado's going to, like, struggle to hit the cap floor at this point. Yeah. Not literally, but yeah. I, I don't get it. Adam, mm. speaking of trades... When Calvin DeHaan was no. traded, oh, were you oh, heartbroken? how oh. how sad were you from a level of I'm gonna rip my heart out for Gustav Forsling? <laughs> it was on, that man. was a very this show trade, yeah, oh. because it was Calvin DeHaan getting traded and Chicago. also the Blackhawks <laughs> yeah. getting the better player for no good reason. Why did they get no him? I don't know. Reason. I don't oh, know. That makes me so it makes yeah. me so upset because you know what Calvin DeHaan's the guy they needed um, when they brought in Jake Muzzin. Yep. If they had signed mm. Calvin, had they been able to sign Calvin DeHaan last summer, they wouldn't have traded that first in Sean Dursey. Like, that's the guy they needed. That was the extra guy they needed. Yeah. And they didn't get it. If they could have got if, him. If they could have mm-hmm. got Apparently, they were close. They were right there. Uh, and he was clearly fourth, available. I think it was the fourth year that they the Leafs didn't want to go four on him. And I think he, I think he went four in Carolina or something like that. I, I think, if I remember properly. I, I mean, I don't know. but That's one of those ones where uh, there's been a couple trades recently. Where people go, wait, that's all it took? Mm-hmm. But just the Leafs. Uh, and I, I, I know it's a how can we make this about the Leafs. That one is worth making about the Leafs a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, the Subban one, I can understand. The Leafs were in on him. Uh, he, well, they he, wanted. He's a $9 million player. They yeah. wanted them to retain. And Nashville's like, no, we're going to sign Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Uh, so we can finally complete the Matt Duchesne for Kyle Turris trade full circle. Yes. That <laughs> that trade is, yes, exactly. 
uh, that trade. The Subban one. Yeah, it's it's cheating to look at it this way, but it will end up being Davies, two seconds, Santini, and Matt Duchesne. Like, yeah. really, if it in the eyes of the Preds. The theme of this offseason, the, the theme of all of draft weekend, was cap space. Yes. And how important but, it is. And the thing is, Elliot Friedman has said this many times. We've talked about it on the show, too, but perhaps not enough. The most valuable thing on your team, besides an elite player, like, if you have an elite player, if you have an Austin Matthews, you have a Sidney yes. Crosby, you have a Superstars. Connor McDavid, superstar, the most, more valuable than the second-line guy mm-hmm. is cap space. It's the ability to keep the door open and go, I'm going to go left here and I'm going to go right here and I'm not going to lock all these doors and just lock myself in. And it works both ways, too, because if you're a team at the top and you have cap space, then you're adding a piece. And if you're a team at the bottom, then you're taking advantage of the top teams yes. who are, who are uh, strapped for cash. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about the cost of the Patrick Marlowe deal. Are we just going to dive right into that? No, we're no? not. Okay. We're going to dive into Mitch Marner talk. Oh, are we? Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Are we going to get back to Subban at any point? Oh, yeah. And... Brian Burke going on radio and saying Subban outstays his welcome wherever he goes. Oh yes. boy! Oh yeah. Okay. Well, here one one more thing. <laughs> Interesting there. that it came from Brian Burke, who also outstays his welcome <laughs> wherever he goes. What one one extra thing there uh, on the Marlowe thing? Kidding, Brian. By the way, people, I'm just joking. People were talking about the high cost <laughs> of getting rid of that contract. Yeah. No one had a problem when it was Muzzin, and they just cleared more space than Muzzin makes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I a first round pick that is. Hopefully, going to be thirty-first, but realistically, somewhere in the twenties for six and a quarter million dollars in cap space when you badly need it. Um, sorry, that's not a high cost. It's just not. No. And oh well, they put themselves in this position, this, that, and the. Okay, that's fine. And if I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. Are we talking? This is the situation you're in. You already did your whole Marla thing. Yeah. Like, do we need to talk about that right now? Let's do it again. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, we did we talk. We did talk. We didn't talk about Marlowe. No. No, it happened after this. Okay. So it I happened guess, at the draft. So I guess we're talking about Marlowe then. Yeah. We got I didn't want to. No. Leave no. Marlo. Go, go to Marlowe. Go to Marlowe. You already did your you just, you just you just took you us there. It. We have to go there now. Fine. <laughs> iceberg. Fred <laughs> Iceberg. I was messaging yesterday and he's like, "Well, there's not a lot to talk about." I'm like, "The draft." I was joking. Oh. But. Okay, I, I did, <laughs> it did not read that way. <laughs> Sorry. So, All right, so we're like, not going to talk drugs. about Patrick, Patrick Marlowe, but we're going to let Steve have five minutes on About Marlo. Patrick Marlowe, and then we'll get back to <laughs> Patrick Marlowe. 30 Marlo. seconds! So Patrick Marlowe, uh, I, man, I love that trade for the Leafs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't love that it had to happen. But yeah, I, it allows them to retain Mitch Marner and go. Go. <laughs> go. Well, you, go. you either have Patrick Marlowe or you have Kisberry Kapanen and Andres Janssen. And, I mean, basically. And... Um, ultimately, yeah, it's a price you have to pay. Lou left us with, Lou Lemerel left the Leafs with Patrick Marlowe and Nikita Zaitsev. Those were his parting gifts. He did a lot of great things while he was here. You're going to screw up at some point as a general manager. Those would be two of the major ones. Those would be two of the contracts where if I'm an Islanders fan this summer, I go, well, yeah, Panarin Bobrovsky, that's great. And if we get them, excellent. But if he doesn't get them, that's where I get a little freaked out about Lou Lamorello's direction. Because it's not the superstars that Lou Lamorello struggles finding. When he got went out and got Freddie Anderson, he was he was right. He was bang on the money. Go get a goalie. Spend 100%. what you got to spend. Do it. Kind of like what he tried to do with Jersey and Corey Schneider. And had Corey Schneider not had that brutal hip injury, he'd still be Corey Schneider. Yes. Um, I worry about the mid-range guys. I, Lou Lamorello has a track record of overvaluing mid-range guys. You look at a Travis, Travis Zajac kind of guy. Mm. Uh, you look at, um, who are some of the other guys on the Devils? There were some really weird contracts when he was still there. And it's been a few years. 
But well, I was about to say David Clarkson, but no, he, well, no, he made was... him and then and then ah, suckers exactly, and then had to unmake him. Yes, um, but I think I think ultimately Lou Lam- obviously Lou Lamorello is a Stanley Cup winning general manager, but he is still a guy that overvalues guys that are not superstars. Well, and we spent most of the last summer criticizing his uh, signings on the Islanders. They worked out, and uh, well, they worked out year one. Like that's the problem. Most most free agent signings, uh, when we look at them and we say the contract's not very good, it's not about year one. Because Patrick Marlowe was great year one. Yes, and you know, okay, year two, mm-hmm. stomachable year two, year three. Okay, no, we're done here. We're done here. And that is uh, that's a light example. I'm talking about the guys who are approaching thirty or about thirty, looking to get seven eight year contracts. Tyler Myers, which I suppose we'll get to later yes. as well. Yeah. Um, First, though, you want to do five minutes on Tyler yeah, Myers? Absolutely. All right. So Tyler Myers. <laughs> what do you guys say to the naysayers who said the it's disappointing that the Leafs won't have a first-round pick until 2022? I think it's and they that's don't not, have one this year, and they don't have one next year, and I, then you got to wait another year. I think that uh, I think that's not necessarily the case. I think you can so pick 2022? one up. 2022. Yeah, because ne- they traded away next year's pick for Marlow. Yes. 2021. That's 2021. No, next year is 2020. They say trade oh, away. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, 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 yes. wait, wait. <laughs> I think you're also in that You're in that zone now where you've got superstar talent, assuming Marner stays, right? Yeah. So it, not that you don't want to draft that, but that's where, you, that's where a scouting staff is truly great. That's where yes. you need to have a brilliant scouting staff. You look at Detroit. They traded first-round pick after first-round pick and still managed to find superstars. The Pittsburgh Penguins have been able to restock the cover, not necessarily find another Malkin Crosby, but they have found guys, Rust, Gensel, uh, whoever else, you know, like you can name a few people with Pittsburgh over the years. Matt Murray is another one that comes to mind. They were able to replace a starting goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are these are things you've got to contend with if you're a, if you're going to be a top team. And the Leafs are in a, in the top, uh, I would say the top, I don't know, 10% in the end? Like, what, what are they? What do they finish? Seventh, eighth? I don't know. Some, no, higher than that, I think. Even. Yeah. So if they're the uh, top five team in the NHL, which they project to be, chances are you're going to have to trade some picks. Chances are the salary is going to hurt you a little bit. Some Somebody's salary is going to hurt you somewhere along the line. The question is what, where, and when. And I, fun, I, find, it, I, I find it funny because I think we're adjusting to this new reality. We were used to the reality of, okay, let's dump everything. Can you bring up round one? Jesse? Let's dump everything sure. and let's yeah. pin all our hopes on these new draft picks. We That was a fun little era because there was no pressure. Yes. It was like, let's just hope these draft picks work out and by golly, aren't these kids fun to watch? The, the games were secondary to the trades. Yeah. The games were the stuff that got in the way of the trades. Now we're looking at, and, and you have to remember too, if you're not from Toronto or you've never been a Leafs fan or a Raptors fan or a Jays fan, there's about 20 years there where there was nothing happening. So the trades right. were the only thing to talk about. So in Toronto, we hyper-focus on that stuff because yeah. that's... What we've been that's been ingrained in us because we really had no hope. It was no a tough hope. go. It was. <laughs> it was a tough go. Now that we've got some successful teams, it's hard for people to go, oh crap, now we're going to have to give up assets to get rid of some bad assets. Yeah. That's just the way business works. It's the way the NHL and the hard cap work. I think in this particular situation, you look, you look at Yarmo Kekalainen's comments on Patrick Marlowe, um, the Patrick Marlowe trade, which was that much money for a first round pick, you're out of your mind. I'd never do that. Because essentially, that's what Carolina is doing. They're buying a first-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, they may have had to let go of Calvin DeHaan because of it. But maybe not. They'll buy out they'll they'll Patrick Marlowe, whatever. I think that was part of the plan anyway. So Kekalina is basically saying, I wouldn't have done what the Hurricanes did. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, I think he's nuts. But I also don't think his reality is maybe the same. I he think, also has no picks. Uh, yeah, I also think... <laughs> so, to, we already know his feelings on picks. And Tom Dundon uh, <laughs> saved the $250 million he was going to invest in that football league and has, and has I guess, put some money into the Carolina Hurricanes, where I don't think the Columbus Blue Jackets have much money. I think that they can spend no. to the cap, and I, but I don't think they can do trades like, hey, let's buy a first-round draft pick. And let's do the, uh, the, the new trend of... Ninety percent of your contract is uh, is in salary bonuses, in bonuses and yeah. stuff like that. Um, where did the Kings pick in the first round? Like around the twenties, the the Kings pick that was the Leafs pick. Because Adam, you said something there that I think was really important. Just because the Leafs don't have a first round pick doesn't mean they can't get in any good players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Subban was drafted in the second round. Exactly, and Duncan Keith was too. I think. Yep, and you're talking more projects, and they might take a little bit longer, but you get good players. They pick 22nd. 22nd. You know who was available at 22nd? Nick Robertson. Mm. And you know when he was also available was 53rd. And you talk to a lot of people around the draft. Mm -hmm. Nick Robertson was an extraordinarily good pick at 53. And who's to say the Leafs wouldn't have even tried to pick him at 22? I don't know, or 23, whatever yeah, you 22. said it was. The last 22. two years, by the way, was, the Leafs yeah, he finished, was projected high. Yeah. Leafs finished seventh in the standings last year and the year before. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Well, you, go. you know, I, I, I just look at it and I go, this is the new reality of the team. You're gonna, you, Yes, it sucks that you're not going to get a first-round pick, but remember... Look, the graph every year, they, the, the advanced stats community, and God bless them, they put out the graph of value of picks. Yeah, first overall, and then... And then it falls off. And yeah. once you hit about 20, 20 to 40 is about the same. Yep. No, and then, it's... Oh, and or 20, 20 to, to 230 or it's, whatever it it's, is. Yeah. It's minimal. So then then you're looking at guys, you're taking swings at guys who have, like a Kasperi Kapanen, granted he was a first-round pick, but late... Who mm-hmm. have unbelievable speed, but they're missing this part of their game. Mm-hmm. They have unbelievable hands, but they're missing. Maybe they need to work on their skating, and that's what a development system does. Mm-hmm. You develop the end of their game that's holding them back from the NHL. They may already have a lot of those guys that were drafted in the you know have NHL level skills, but not the complete package to actually be an effective NHL player. Or they're undersized or something. Yeah, or, yeah. And that's why you know Timothy Lilligren, seventeenth overall pick, guy hasn't seen a game. No. Anyway. They're taking their time. Yeah. But they're oh, taking their time. Taking their time. So with that in mind, the Leafs do clear it and they do a little bit of tidy work, I think, with the um with the uh Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Janssen contracts. Yes. Three and four years. You got Ka- you got Cappy for three, Yanni for four. Big fan of the Janssen deal, actually. It's the, a great deal. The the fourth year is big. It is. Yeah. And none of those have been officially signed yet. No. So that's that to me is very interesting. So mm-hmm. they've agreed to it. Um I guess in theory they could be offer sheeted or something, but as we've already discussed, that's not going to happen. They probably and don't also they leave. would have to agree to it. They probably don't want to leave. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I don't know exactly what the percentage is, but Hyman makes, I want to say it's 2.7? He makes 2.25. Hyman makes 2.25? Who am I thinking of? Connor Brown? Connor Brown. No, he's no. 2.1. No one on the team makes 2.7. Oh, okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> so never mind. The the percentage for Kapanen and Janssen is higher than Hyman, but it's not astronomically higher. And the mm-hmm. fact that you're able to get two guys who hit 20 goals for that amount of money yeah. for that term, psh, pretty good, man. And assuming, like, I mean, God, most people, most teams would be happy throwing a first round pick at either of those guys in terms, like, in terms yeah. of if you drafted a guy like that in the first round. I'm not talking about in a trade, but if you said. 
hey, man, I'm going to draft this Andreas Janssen kid in the first round, 25th overall, and he turns out to be a 50 or 60-point guy, yeah. which is what we think he'll be, a 50-point guy. Uh, 45-50? You'd be happy yeah. with that? Yeah. You'd and be that's, pretty happy with that. I mean, to pay that amount of money for a 45-50-point player, that's pretty good. Yeah. And once Marner gets locked up, fingers crossed, toesies crossed, uh, now you're looking at uh, an offense, which is, I mean, what makes the Leafs special, right? An offense that... Like, the top six is locked up. Mm-hmm. All of it. The whole thing. Uh, Hyman, Tavares, What's, your, what's Marner. your top six? Well, let's let's put it at what it was last year. Okay. Uh, Hyman, Tavares, Marner. All locked Marlo. up. Marlowe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got... We, Matthews is locked up. Nylander's locked up. And then who do you put in that? Cappy or, or Jan- Kapanen, rather than Janssen. Probably Janssen, at, at very least, to start. So and then you've got Kadri and Kapanen on the on the third line. Yeah. So sure. now you're even going outside the top six mm-hmm. guys that are locked up. Um, so you know their defense is really concerning. I don't think they're done, but the fact that their top six is essentially a lock for at least the next three years or, or whatever, mm-hmm. it, that's pretty awesome. And so and that brings us to Mitch Marta because the reason those contracts haven't been signed, it's been widely reported. Uh, is because they have to say, listen, we got to figure out what the Mitch contract is first before. So he may cost them a couple hundred grand each. Yeah. And so Justin, that's a, Justin Bourne pointed that out. That, that was very that, funny. That's not a fun conversation. No. But, no. Uh, where do we stand with Mitch Marner? And I'm going to start with this. This is from First Up this morning on TSN 1050. Okay. Um, and here we go. <laughs> this is Darren Drager. I'm going to be careful not to throw out a specific number, mostly because I'm not sure if it's true. It was thrown at me by an agent and an NHL executive yesterday uh, that you could see an offer sheet, whether it's Marner or someone else, at five years in the teens. Is that 13? Is that 14? What? If you're an NHL team that has cap space and you believe that Mitch Marner, Braden Point, Rantanen, Tachuk, uh, Aho, who, by the way, we should also talk about Aho's. In- yes. That's an interesting Extraordinarily interesting. Uh, or any of those other players are game changers. They are cornerstone pieces for your franchise. Why wouldn't you offer sheet them? Uh, where's the guarantee that four first-round picks are going to develop into something that's going to be equal or better to the value that you've already seen in these three years in the National Hockey League at the highest level and emerge and develop into the star or superstar? At least in the player you offer, you're offer sheeting, you've got a body of work to work off of. I am literally going to dig a hole in the ground and and bury offer sheets if on nothing one, happens. On I'm literally going to dig a hole in on the ground. On one point in theory, he's correct. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. On one point in theory, he's correct. And he's been correct for 10, 12 years, however long we've been having this discussion. Right. What The point is, like, if you are if you are looking to build a franchise or if you believe you're one piece away and Braden Point or Mitch Marner or Sebastian Ajo is your guy mm-hmm. to go along, like, say you're the avalanche. You're yep. like, I need, I want someone to play with Randon. And since we don't pay Nathan McKinnon Anybody. much, <laughs> we can we can take the money we should be paying Nathan McKinnon and we'll pay Mitch Marner. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll pay Mitch Marner twice as much as Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. It, yeah, would that even be? Yeah, I mean, pretty be close. Thirteen, yeah. yeah. So you know, like I, I understand what he's saying there. There's no question that in a vacuum that makes a lot of sense. However, I do find it very, very interesting that this stuff continues to come from one person, and that it continues to be an escalating situation. As in two weeks ago, that number was ten and a half. And then it was 11, well, and, and now al- we're talking 13, 14. And allegedly he turned down a uh, $11 million contract times eight. 
No, from it was the ten, ten times eight. See, I've heard both. Okay, I've Bur- heard okay ten, so Brian Burke said ten times eight. Yeah, I think. And then didn't Friege say something about eleven times eight? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I don't know if he's no, turned out eleven times I don't eight, think, man. I don't think Elliot. Oh, because well, that. I did. I did hear this. Yeah, I'd take ten times eight. Like sure. as a fan, I'd be happy. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. The um, the the th- it's still an overpay at that point, though. It, it, by yeah, but it's the, it's the eight. Yeah, the eight makes it good. So the what the interesting part about that is that now evidently they've come closer in terms of money, mm-hmm. but now Mitch Marner says, "No, I don't want to do eight years. I want to do five. Which to me says that's no. Then you're not close. Right. Then you're not because the money completely depends on the term and yeah. five years means austin willie and, and mitch are all up in the same year which is they'd never No, i that. think willie be the next year willie be, be the next, next year because he's a seven-year deal isn't he six. no willie is the same six. year as austin oh yeah six yeah. and yeah. last year counted it would as be all one. three yeah yeah that'd be which really? makes no sense no they're never doing that ever no i'd rather do a four-year than that yeah i mean uh, what if you have to and you go, that's tomorrow's no, problem? No, if you have to, then you then trade get him. Rid of do it. Then you trade him. Yeah, man. There's no have to with the Leafs. They have the power here. And you gotta you gotta take advantage of that. So here's here's what else we know, okay? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this a little bit because uh the thirty one thoughts podcast, if you haven't caught it this week, is really, quite illuminating. Really good. Because guess who? Chris Johnson. Yes. Coming on and just dropping bombs. And one of the uh the interesting things I found in this, and I know a lot of people are really pissed off about it, is it seems like the Marner camp, at least in their messaging, is putting out that they're negotiating from a point of we feel disrespected. And that's not just Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner feels disrespected, evidently. And so does Darren Ferris. And I don't know if I've ever seen in the NHL publicly an agent say, I'm disrespected. I feel disrespected. Dreger said, Darren Dreger said this first. I'm going to set this up on TSN 1050. That he was surprised that Dubas and Ferris didn't meet at the draft. Ferris is evidently annoyed. Who said this? This is Drager. Ferris is evidently... So you know it's true. Ferris is annoyed Dubas didn't just cave and give Marner 10.5 by 5. As in five years at 10.5 million each. No! No! Why would they agree? No! So, so, no. so Darren Ferris feels a little disrespected there. Now you got Mitch Marner. And this, I'm going to read a bit of a thread 10. again. 10.5, no. Elliot five, Friedman. also no. What? Sorry. Um, and again, thanks, for, thanks to James for uh, James at Account for Hockey for summing this stuff up because obviously I heard it. I know he said this, but he, he sums it up perfectly in a few tweets. So <coughs> Elliot Friedman says he thinks Dubas threatening not to match any offer sheet that came through scared Janssen and Kapanen to sign the deals. CJ agreed with that. Good job. Um, Good job. CJ put the panic scale on Marner at about three. Doesn't see an offer sheet coming. Yep. Uh, he said he is worried about the relationship uh, being strained internally uh, because not not because not between management and player, but between player and players. <laughs> if Mitch Marner signs for whatever he signs for, and somebody has to get moved, or if you're Janssen and Kapanen, you have to take less because Mitch Marner. There could be some issues there, and don't kid yourself, guys. That is a thing that you have to take into account now. If you're looking at this from Mitch Marner's perspective, you should say, why should I care about that? Yes, again, in a vacuum, you're right. He should go and get as much money as he wants. But if he's going to commit to this team long term, and he's got to be in those dressing room with the dressing room with, with Kapanen for three years and Janssen for four years, maybe you're able to put that aside. But that's a lot of money. 
For them. It's more money for them than it is for him. I think they bury the hatchet the, quick. And the one thing is, the tweets do make it sound a little more salacious than it is. Yeah, Because I not... know how, like, on this podcast, we've been just cherry-picked quotes and yes. put yes. together. Yes. So the yes. tweets just rip these sentences, but it is a larger conversation. Like, Chris is throwing out hypotheticals at some points, but all of this is true. Mm-hmm. But it is hypotheticals in the larger conversation that they have that's very yeah. intelligent. Yes, of the, course. Now, yeah. and I, I have not spoken to Elliot Freeman or Chris Johnson about this show, but it did... So you, you heard it? You heard the audio? Yeah, and I just want to quickly... You heard the audio? Here's well, where Mitch Marner feels sure, slighted, sure. and I just want to drop this in before you get into that. Sure. Friedman said that Marner would feel hurt by Dubas saying the not matching comments, the offer sheet comments, but that it was absolutely necessary that Dubas mm-hmm. do that. Uh, CJ says this is about respect. Rookie bonuses, which he didn't get because Lou Lamorella wouldn't give that to anybody but Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. and not getting ice time early on in his career, which was, I think, I mean, his second season. I remember Nick Kiprios going, well, they might have to trade him. He's playing on the fourth line with Matt Martin, mm-hmm. which he was. For, for fucking two weeks. For two weeks, yeah. Like- so... I, I don't know if there's a Mitch Marner's motivation. I think comes from having a chip on his shoulder. You know, they get into it there, but you know, he's small and beat the odds, and that's great. But it seems as though he's negotiating from that point of view rather than from a hard numbers point of view. There seems to be emotion in this, which is where I will hand it over to Steve. Yes. So it seemed very cryptic, and I have not spoken to uh, my colleagues Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnston. Very ballsy of me to call them colleagues, but. Uh, it seemed very cryptic. It seemed, just as you put it, Adam, uh, it's not about numbers. It's about respect. There's a lot of emotion going on here. And what what Fridge said to uh, what Fridge said that I thought was telling without telling was he's got people in his life. He's he's had terrible. Um, He's had terrible contract negotiations in the past. And, I mean, he's Elliot Friedman. High-stake stuff. Adam, you've had that. Brutal. You've had brutal contract negotiations, uh, you know, me to a much, much lesser extent. It's my least favorite thing. I friggin' hate it. Um, But in that process, Adam, have you gotten emotional during your contract talks? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I hired an agent. That's why you hired an agent. But your agent doesn't live with you. No. So at home, at night, I'm sure you lament about it to, I don't know, maybe your friends. Mm-hmm. Which maybe, I did. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe your wife. Yes, which I did. And Therapist. What Therapist. <laughs> and what did all those people do? Uh, a lot of times they told me to calm down. Told you to calm down. It'll work itself out. You'll be fine. My mom was key for that. The... I got some stories for the book one day. Oh, I'm sure you do, Adam. <laughs> Can't wait to hear them. The, it, it was it was very cryptic, but it seemed pointed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he has that person. Yeah, because Elliot said in the podcast that it was his wife yes. that helps him through those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying Mitch Marner needs to settle down and get a wife. He's like, <laughs> what? he's like, what, 22, 21, yeah, something yeah. like that. Well, sounds... But he has he has someone to lean on all the time. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not. You, Who's you think... there for Mitch? Well, because yeah. his dad, and let's be mm-hmm. frank. Let's just base it on what we know about yeah. Paul Marner and what he said. Yeah. His dad seems to have the same attitude, which is yes. you you have, you are down on Mitch. And here's the thing. If it's about respect and you are a member of the Marner clan listening to this, hmm. you know where you know who does give you respect? People that matter the most. The fans. Yeah. The oh. fans adore Mitch Marner. I think this is not going the way they thought it would. Um, and I think there's hurt feelings. What do you think? Like, well, uh, What do you mean? I... 
when I said, you know what, remember, remember when, uh, oh no, you don't, you weren't here. So, um, <laughs> I was talking about, you know what, if Marta doesn't sign, trade him, whatever, whatever, I don't, I don't even care anymore. Ian Tullock was sitting right across from me there and he goes, where was this energy for Matthews? Because, you know, Matthews, he, he you know, that, that contract number is the best part about it is Austin Matthews is a leaf for the next half decade. Yeah. The cap hit is very, very high. Yeah. Um, it won't but, be in a, in half decade. Uh, won't it, be in three years. I'm like two years. I'm sure. Um, but what he said was, "Where was this energy for Austin Matthews?" And I said, "You know what? I hadn't snapped yet. I hadn't snapped yet. And it's been a, I think a, a calendar year of this shit between different players. And it hasn't even been Marner for very long. But the second Matthews signed that deal." Uh, Darren Ferris, like, on your mark! And he was ready for this shit. He was gearing up for it. Like, he knew his client was going to be last. And, all right, Matthews is signed. Here we go. But what I don't think they counted on was public opinion Mm -hmm. being genuine fatigue. Hmm. They are. We are tired. For the team's... We've said how many times for how many months on the show, Mitch Marner's the most popular Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, and I mean, and and Elliot said it uh, best, and I I hadn't put it heard it put in these terms. He's like he's got the chance to be the best Toronto-born Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. And yeah. CJ cut him off and said maybe the best Leaf, maybe, maybe. Yeah. ever, maybe ever. Yeah. Got we'll a never chance. know if he leaves. I I like to peruse Leafs Reddit. Every once in a while. Oh God, yes. really? And one of <laughs> they unearthed some shit. <laughs> they go crazy. And yes. one of the things that was the most upvoted. I think it was like two days ago, was somebody's like, remember that one time we found Paul Marner's burner account why don't on we, Twitter? Why don't we talk about that every show? <laughs> and like, we really so, should. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, back that in That was a thing last summer, last, right? Yeah, it was like in December, too, and they oh blew up again yeah. after the Athletics so, article came out. So it feels like the fan base is also being like, okay, if this doesn't go well and the end is happening, we're all going to turn on you, Mitch, because it seems like the people around you are kind of... Not in the best. They're not in the best right. light here, and everybody doesn't seem very it's happy at the whole situation. It's not even a for me. Yeah, it's, it's just we'll let you go. It's not a. We've we've. Here's the thing. The one thing in Toronto is we've let superstars go. Mm-hmm. I we watched Roger Clemens walk out the door. Vince Carter, Chris Bosh, Doug Gilmore, Matt Sundin. We've seen them go, go like the. And we haven't had a lot of stars here, and we've seen them all. Roberto Alomar walk away yeah. and walk away with vicious comments about the city too, oh, yeah. and its fans. Being and, totally shitty, and then we welcome them all back. Yeah. But but what I want to say, and then I'll let you you make your point here, Steve, sure, sure. is I know what it's like. It, it, you'll say Mitch Marner's an adult. He needs to take responsibility for his agent, for his parents, for all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's 22 years old. And I'm not letting him off the hook by saying this, but I can tell you this. The confidence I had at 22 year, years old versus the confidence I have now versus the self-assuredness I have now is completely different. And yes, he's yeah. going to be a... Multi, multi millionaire, his grandkids and great grandkids will be set for life. But he's still a 22 year old. And what I would say to him is make damn sure that you know what's at stake here. Because if you want to leave, it's ultimately like when this, if he does leave, it'll be Mitch's, it'll be Mitch's choice. 100%. His agent will yeah. look at him and go, Do you want to sign this? Well, the other no. day, he's an adult and he's making this decision himself. Yeah. And, and is, I'll be bummed. Is he sure? I'll be bummed. But is he gonna? Is he like? If you look at any Tracy McGrady interview recently, mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady flat out is like, "I fucked up when I left the Raptors." Correct. I really Correct, fucked Tracy. up. Tracy. Now Tracy McGrady, 
was a phenomenal basketball player, but he would have been even better had he stayed with Vince and the Raptors. Because that team was going to be But he something. wanted his own team at, I think it was like 23, 24, and he wanted his own team, and they shipped him off to Orlando so he can be his own star. I think it was that, and I, I, I think what a lot of people maybe outside of Canada don't understand about how special the Raptors win is, for the first 20 years of the team, no one wanted to play in Canada. No. Yeah, there was this taboo about Canada. No one wanted to play here. It yeah, sucked. and there was one little two-year window where we're like, oh, we we maybe got something here, and then Tracy McGrady left. Yeah, uh, and then you get a guy like Steve Nash who's like, oh, I'd play in Canada, but not for the Raptors. Yeah, you guys suck. Yeah, you know? and then he signs in LA and sucks. Yeah, and the Raptors make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I felt that was like that's a little bit of justice. You're there. like, ha ha. <laughs> but but in in all honesty, <laughs> the the I think the the problem the problem that Mitch is going to face is. Is it really about the extra million dollars a year? Because that's yeah. really what it's going to come down to here. Is uh, it going to be about the extra million bucks? I really don't even think it's that big of a gap. And if, it if is, I had to bet. And if it is, if that's what's really the most important, do you really think that you can't make that some other way without having to put it in escrow? It's not even just about that. Um, but no, but that, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. take ev the emotions, the disrespect, the dis I'm mad, my, my dad's crazy, my agent's you know, negotiating through the press, you take that all out of it. Yeah. I don't that, even know what it is. Is making, it, is making the number, is taking the number from 10 to 10.5 really going to hold you up? No, like, it's not. We've, we've said, you know, oh, he shouldn't be the highest paid winger in league, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, with Matthews, we talked about the number and mm -hmm. what we wanted it to be, and it was higher than what we wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Matthews is a leave guaranteed for the next five years. That, and that's pretty dope. It's the best part about that deal. Pretty happy leave. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, would I like Marner signed to 10? I'd prefer if it was less. If it was 10 times 8? Shit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Marner's a leave for the next eight years. I think it was that's 30. Oh, a long time. Oh, yeah. the best. So good. And then... God, Who even knows? If it's that seven. sounds like an eight years from now problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's... Yeah, salary cap might be in the hundred millions. Who knows? This show will be 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Go to school. The Go show high will school. be in high school. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. be taking it to its first Grade day of high 10. school. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like, you're not cool anymore, dads. <laughs> Behave now. <laughs> <laughs> you the show is there. all of a sudden too cool for us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We can't do it anymore. Whatever, dads. <laughs> hey, hey. When you're studying in there, make sure you leave the door open. All right? <laughs> in there, in there, rascal. I know this one. Yeah, I don't want any grand podcasts just yet. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take the podcast and the movie with another podcast. <laughs> And you're and you're trying to pretend like they're 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 like cool like they're holding hands in the back and you're trying to pretend like it's not the most awkward hilarious thing ever. <laughs> Driving home podcast from a party. I'm just I'm really upset. I'm I'm really I'm disappointed in you, but I'm glad you called. <laughs> you did the right thing, podcast. Sorry, where were we going with it? The uh, like okay. The There are there are so many bigger things in all this. The uh, the respect factor for sure. You know, maybe you want to be you want it to be but your so, team. But really, no, no, yeah. no, wait, wait though. Get respect maybe, by winning. Maybe you want to be yeah, the captain. The first maybe round. you think maybe you think if they listen to you more, you'd win. Maybe you think you should be uh, paid more. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. The one little sticking point I cannot get past, and it's what makes me feel like the advice this person is getting is poisonous. You're upset. You're still upset about your rookie bonuses. Yeah. 
You're still upset about not making the Leafs as soon as you were drafted? Oh, I'm sorry you didn't get to play 20 minutes a night next to P.A. Parento. I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry for that. Let me tell you, if you get 40, 50, let's say even 60 points or something uh, in your first season. No, he's not getting 60 points. P.A. Parento scored 19 goals. Stop. He's not, he's not getting 60 points on the 15-16 Maple Leafs. So let's say, optimistically, he gets 50. Then the next year he gets 60, and the ne- and which is what he got. And the next year he got 65 or whatever it was. You, gotta, uh, you think you're signing this deal? No. You think you're signing anything close to this deal? No. First of all, you would have signed it last year. Second of all, it would have been a lot less. Yeah. Where is this coming from? That, okay, you already didn't make the NHL at 18. That was four years ago now. And the contract where you didn't get the full bonuses, that was three years ago. And at the end of the day, at the end of your career, how much money did that cost you? How much money did that cost you? Probably a few million bucks. Max. Maybe. Maybe. Who's to say he would have hit all his bonuses? In 15-16? Not in 15-16, no. no. Are you joking? No. Okay. Mitch okay. Marner would have scored 20 goals on the 15-16 Leafs at 18. No. You're out of your minds. P.A. Parenteau no might have scored a few. They so, were shit. So follow-up question. Wor- that's one of the worst teams and they did ever him- assembled in this city. <laughs> and they did him a favor by keeping him out of that yes! lineup. Why do you oh, think? I'm sorry. You won enough trophies to build a house with that year. In London. Steve. Yes. Why do you think, in his mind, making eleven million dollars versus making nine and a half makes up for those things? It's 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 a it, win. It's me and Mike friggin' Carr, and he's he's holding out for more than a dollar. It's a win. You know, it's, you think yeah. he he's negotiating not to negotiate. He's negotiating to win. He's looking oh. at not getting his rookie bonuses yeah. the way Subban looked at getting a bridge deal in Montreal. And it's just not the same situation. It's just not. They they had this long drawn out thing, and and he got he ended up having to settle for the bridge deal. But he goes, my number is nine. My number is nine. And then he got nine, and all of a sudden the Habs were surprised. It's almost like nineteen year old Mitch Marner goes, give me all my rookie bonuses. And the Leafs go, no. And he goes, okay, I'm signing this, but I'm just letting you know my number's eleven. Three years from now. What? It's not the same situation. Uh, to, to back you on that, it's it's also, there seems to be a lack of, like, tell me about what's happened to him that he's so hard done by versus mm-hmm. what happened to any of the other players. Nothing. 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 He got put on the fourth line a couple times for a couple weeks span. His ice time has consistently been amazing. Mm-hmm. He just had... One of the best seasons any Leaf has had over the past 30 years on a line, exclusively on a line, built for and him. on a power play unit, built not just built for him, with a superstar he recruited. What else do you want? They want, they got John Tavares, and they put him with you. They could have put him with anyone. They and they had a you. conversation with you and said, hey, listen, if we bring him in, yes. everybody's going to have to make a few sacrifices. They had that conversation, by the way. That was the thing that they had with, with at least Mitch and Austin. They said, listen, guys, we want to bring in Tavares. Are you in? Yeah, we're in. 
okay, everybody's going to have to make a few sacrifices. None were made. Well, and this is the, yes. and, that, and that's Austin <laughs> yes. as well. And, yeah. and so, yes. Because Austin didn't cave on his well, contract. And here's, no. here's, what, here's what I can't help but wonder. So, okay, Paul Marner, God knows what he's telling him. Darren Ferris, I think it's pretty public knowledge what he's telling him. Uh, and now he's got to confide in his teammates. So he goes to Austin Matthews, let's say. Let's mm-hmm. say Austin Matthews is his best friend on the team and he confides in him. Uh, there's only two conversations I can really envision. Austin, who got his money, saying, yeah, Mitch, go get your money. Who cares? Yeah, go Which get is it. A, what you would say. Which, fine, yeah, of course, as a good friend. Or it's Matthews going, yeah, man, like try to make a sacrifice for the team. To do it for the good of the team, and Mitch telling him to go f himself. Yeah, yeah, he says bullshit. You, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I just want to know who Party Four is. Like, I want to know if there's anyone else. Can I? I, d- I also want to say something about the way, and I've been very critical of Darren Ferris, and I think rightfully so. Mm. I've gone at him multiple times because I look at that negotiating style, and a, it's never really worked for him personally. It's never worked for Darren Ferris. B. It's such a destructive way to toy with somebody's reputation. Um, you know, you look at you look and at your the clients. way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not Darren's reputation. If you Mitch's. know, if you know, okay, you have you have the next pick, and you're you're not sure who to pick. It's between two guys. The one of them's represented Ferris. by Darren. The Ferris. not Darren Fuck Ferris guy. That I am not picking that kid. I'm not. I'm not. If we're talking about special talents at fourth overall, like Mitch Marner. I suppose that's a little bit different. If this is like a third round thing and you got two guys on the board. Oh, Jesus Lord, no. Yeah. yeah. Do I need that headache? God, no. No. God, no. If no, I'm an NHL executive, that, I don't need that's to what fight. happened to Jack Johnson. Was he a Darren Ferris that's guy? A, no, it wasn't, he wasn't Darren Ferris, but it, I, I want to say, because he was like a third overall pick. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who, I think it might have actually been Jim Rutherford, was in charge of the Hurricanes at the time. And... He had a falling out with a certain agent. I can't remember who it was. And he just went, you know what? Fuck this. And he just traded all the players he had who were signed with that agent. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a few years ago, what was those guys getting traded out of Carolina? I suppose it's yeah. different. Was it Paprisson? Was it? I don't know. Jesus, well, maybe. There's a name. Um, <laughs> there's but, a pretty but big name. Here's so, the thing. A bit different. With but... Darren Ferris, though, I, I find this, like, Darren Ferris is taking Mitch Marner's sparkling reputation and dragging it through the mud with the fans. The mm. fans, you have to understand. He's, he's like a care bear yeah, in this city. You have to understand that, that Mitch Marner has a, if you're not from this city, is a sparkling reputation here and it is deserved. Yes. And he is using, Darren Ferris is about... using that political capital up. So he can make a few hundred more grand, honestly. I mean, you can't tell me that $80 million isn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) That sentence is absurd in and of itself. Right. Mm. Right. For us peons. For any any human on earth. I I just don't know. We've had this conversation so many times, but I, I, as a pleb, don't understand the difference between 80 and $88 million. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it would matter if you invested it properly anyway. Uh, so, but what is he planning on doing that, with 80? Once you get oh, into that kind of wealth, you just turn it over to a money manager, mm-hmm. and they, the right one, you can double, you can double or triple that money. Seriously, I'm not kidding. You have too much money not to make money. Yes, exactly. That eight million dollars is going to be like, yeah, don't worry, we'll figure that out. <laughs> and and you know what? We'll do a Red Bull sponsorship once you know once a year for eight years, and we'll be fine. Here's but, what I. Think. But hold on, Sorry. no, hey, one sec. When a when a negotiation occurs, all it is is a it's an argument that's legal. 
As in, it's the same argument you have with your partner, except that it's legal. And when you argue with your partner, the goal is not to argue to win. The goal is to argue to resolve the issue in front of you and to not be disrespectful because you don't want to have to pay pay for it later going, I, you really hurt me. It's, did we really discuss this issue or did we attack each other personally? And what's happening here is they are attacking the way the Leafs do business, which is an, a, a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And I understand from a somewhat from a from an outside perspective, well, okay, like, you know, this is all negotiation tactics. But I don't believe that these negotiation tactics are going to win. Darren Ferris has in the past, and I, I, I want to read this tweet to you. Kevin Papetti. Kay Papetti on Twitter. Yeah. Good follow. He said, here's, here's Darren Drager in, on the 5th of September in 2017. Still a sizable gap, gap in contract talks between Flames and Sam Bennett. Possibility Bennett heads overseas until a deal is in Calgary is done. Narrator, he did not. Next tweet. Josh Anderson's agent, by the way, this is from the 21st of September 2017. Josh Anderson's agent, Darren Ferris, to me via email, we're heading there to Switzerland next week in the absence of a contract. Columbus Blue Jackets. He did not. Bob McKenzie, 18th of September 2017. Only two RFAs not signed this season and not with their respective camps. Andreas Athanasiu in Detroit and Josh Anderson in Columbus. And... To finish that off, uh, there was one more thing. Uh, hold on. Bennett. I, I think you skipped the first one. Did I? Well, the first one is sizable gap with Bennett. Second yep. one is Andreas Athanasiu. Ah, this is the other one from the 5th of September in 2017. Andreas Athanasiu is on, in ongoing discussions with KHL teams. Unless something shifts in Detroit, indications are he'll jump to the KHL. He did not. He did not. This is a guy who has a playbook. And I keep saying this. This is the Darren Ferris playbook. Mm-hmm. But, but the, if the, you're the difference Marner, this time is it's 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 ridiculous. It's a real superstar. It's ridiculous to say Marner would go to the KHL, so mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do with himself. And <laughs> and Mitch, man, you don't need to do this. This doesn't need to be this hard. It doesn't even sound like. Does it sound to you like there's a giant gap? No. A couple like listen, if they came together and they agreed on six or seven years at ten and a half million, is anybody upset? Ten and I, a half. I don't like ten and a half. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. I, I think he's nine and a half, if we're being realistic. Yeah, because Kucherov blew him out of the freaking water, and he's making nine and a half. Right. And ten Sagan, and a half is my drop dead number. Yeah. That is. At that point, I'll take the four first round picks, please, Ugh. and the caps. Yeah. Because a lot of teams, and this is this was brought up today, because the, the the reason that no offer sheets have ever happened is because everybody's afraid of the redemption. Because the team that loses mm-hmm. and still gets the picks is going to come back with cap space and be pissed. And what do we say at the beginning of the episode? Cap space is king. Mm-hmm. It matters. It's the second most important thing behind elite talent. And if the Leafs, and they said, the league is afraid, and this was, this was something that was tweeted today, the league is afraid of the Leafs with cap space and four first-round picks. Then they're more afraid of them with that than they are with Mitch Marner. Go for it. Yeah, because that's absurd. It's absurd. That's crazy. so much leverage in every negotiation. I don't know. This just, to me, to, just, don't Tracy McGrady yourself, Mitch. That's all I'm saying. You got the chance. You're, the statue is being cast right now for you out front. Get the cup. Win it here. Then you can go somewhere else if you feel like it. But I don't think you do. If you win the cup elsewhere, I guarantee you it's not going to feel like you're going to think in your head, "What if I'd won this in Toronto?" If you're Mitch Marner, you absolutely think that. I, you know, I wrote that. I wrote that in the open letter, and I'm just at a point where I'm like, "Listen, what do you want, dude?" 
Yeah. Listen, what do you want? Like, okay, it's like if you've if you've ever run a business where you had to, you know, hire employees or whatever, you've probably had employees quit on you. Mm-hmm. And what'd you do? You hired a new one. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I want Marner to work for my company. If he doesn't, world keeps going. So, Hi, so, you gotta you hire a new got a one. company. Yeah. Like, yes. fuck. Yeah. I watch hockey for fun. Like, uh, my world doesn't begin and end with Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like him to play for my hockey team for a long time. I've enjoyed watching him. I'm just. Um, I'm waiting bored. on getting. I've got a Nylander signed and a Matthew signed jersey. I'm holding off on the Marner signed until he signs. Where did you get the Nylander one from? It was a present. I know when you got the Matthews yeah. one. Yeah, it was also yeah. a present. It was a birthday present. Right. It was very nice. All right. But the, um, I'm going to relay a story, and then we can wrap this up. And this is this is a story that's since been printed, so I can actually relay it. But before it was printed, uh, it was told to me by one Curtis Joseph. So I was at, remember the... Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Some people nice call him Cujo. Cujo. That's uh, my stat uh, of the day. Like remember the, the movie. Remember the say hi to <laughs> Phil moment? Say hi to Phil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that same party, which was Ty Domi's book launch... I happened to be talking to John Shannon and uh, Curtis Joseph and Christine Simpson as well. We were just hanging out talking. And Curtis, I, I was talking to Curtis Joseph about his career, and I felt bad asking him because I'm like, every asshole fan must ask this mm. stuff. And I don't know how we got onto the subject, but we were talking about free agents and we we're talking about playing in Toronto. And I said, is it really as great as they say? And he said, yes, absolutely. And I said, you know, what? what is it? When did you start to believe that? Like, when did you realize that? And he said... When I was pulling up my pad, and I think he knew it beforehand, but essentially the idea was, he said, when I was putting on red socks in Detroit, and the other goalie at camp, who was not Dominic Hasha, because I think he came along the next year, one of the other goalies or a rookie. I'd love to know who it was who screwed up Curtis Joseph's head permanently. I would love to say that. I would love to know that. (laughs) So the goalie, or is it, yeah, some rookie looks at him and goes, you don't look right in these colors. You don't. You know look- why? That goalie was probably from Ontario. Yeah, like probably. half of the fucking league. Yeah, and I don't know if it was win a, a cup here. It was a. It means the most. A player said, "You don't look right in those colors." Imagine what that does to your head if you're a professional athlete who just had a heartbreaking leave from the from the and a, you're from a goalie. A, from an, and you're a goalie. <laughs> it's a little bit different when, when you're a goalie. And when Cujo went to Detroit, never the same. Nope. And so, I look at this and I go, Mitch. When you put on socks for another team, and this is why I don't think it's going to happen. When you put on socks for another team, is it really going to feel the same? Doug Gilmore was a Leaf for 45 minutes. <laughs> look, <laughs> yeah, look at how Five he's seasons. treated in this city. Yeah, God. is a God. Yep. I don't know. Um, now, I want to ask you. I want to I put a line in the sand here, gentlemen. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Jesse, we're going to start with you. Yeah. What is the final... Story. How does this story end with Mitch my, What's your prediction? If I'm Kyle Dubas, my line in the sand is double digits. That's all I want. 10.0. You're coming in under double digits. Oh. That's it. 999 nine, nine or something y- like that? Doesn't matter if you want to be 98, you want to be 97, whatever it is. It's double digits. And it's not five years because that can't happen. Well, what if the what if the what you got to do is it's nine nine five, let's say sure five years. No, you trade them. Do you do six years? Yes. Okay, but not five. Not can't, five. Can't line you up can't, you can't do six. You do six. Oh, yeah. So if you want if you want to do four, you think about it. You probably just sign that. You can't. You can't do five. That's it. So I think it's going to come in somewhere under double digits and anywhere from six or four. My. 
absolute highest. And I think he does it. My absolute highest number. Because he's not dumb. Well, there's that. I believe that. My absolute highest number is 10-5. It has to be higher than five years. Minimum six. Okay. Minimum six. And I'm not happy. Would you take a five-year deal? At that number? Would you screw yourself for five years from now? Yeah. When does it get signed? I don't. I don't want it. I'd rather. That's I'd almost dicey. rather sign him to four or six than yep. five, just because of the situation. Actually, you put I'd rather in. sign him to four. So then you have to do his deal first, right? Next time, so he's not <sighs> waiting in the wings again. Yeah, because yeah. I know it's going to take a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then here's my next question, guys. When, do, in, in 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 wrapping up your predictions, yeah, here, yeah, and I'll yeah, give yeah. you mine in a second. Okay. Um, when does this get signed? If it gets signed, so you think he signs? Yeah. Do you think he signs? Does everybody think he signs with the Leafs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you think he signs? You th- you want it to come in under nine? What do you think it will? What under do you 10. think will happen? Sorry, under ten. I think it comes in under ten. It's July second. Okay. I think when no offer sheets come. Yeah, July second, July third, in around there, and I think it comes in under ten. Stephen, six years. Six years. What day is today? Today is the twenty fifth. So we'll know in ten days if Jesse was correct. June twenty eighth. Why do you say June twenty eighth? Because he's going to meet with the three or four teams or whatever, right? This isn't going to interfere with free agency. This is going to get done. Yeah, you're probably right about that. This is uh, because I don't. I feel like so little of this has to do with business, and it has to do with emotion. At some point, it's going to drop. It's going to crack, and it gets done. Can I change my answer to 11 a.m. on June 30th? Sure. Right. You want to get super specific? <laughs> there you go. I like predictions. There you yeah, go. it's fine because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're wrong. And people are like you're wrong. It's like ah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it could have been right. <laughs> Here's what I will. So what do you say? You you say I say June twenty eighth. Um, we have a lot. We have a live show July fourth. Mm-hmm. It will happen before then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're not gonna like me. <laughs> if you'd asked me yesterday, oh, fuck off. Don't if you, you dare. If, if you would ask me, dare I know what you're about to. Do. <laughs> if you'd asked me yesterday, I'd have said July fifth. Because oh, Jul- July fifth is like a Saturday, right? Oh, and it's like it's like you know after the week, the crazy week or whatever. Watch this. Um, but I Watch this. feel it in Watch my bones. We will be talking about this until December first. No. Mitch no, Marner no, will not. No, be, we won't. Mitch Marner fi- will not be in camp. Bet the then farm do we don't. Do you fire Kyle f- Dubas? Because that's ridiculous. Yes. If that's two years in a row with your star yes. players going to December first, well, then yeah, then he gets traded. That, then, yeah. No, but then Kyle Dubas is fine. He's not. Yes. Mitch Marner Jesse's is right. not signing in the next two weeks, guys. It's not going to happen. It's going to be this. Going to be an all. I say, I say December first. So are you firing the GM? No, I'm not going to fire the GM. Over that. You don't file no. Kyle Dubas no, over Darren, two years oh, in a row. Darren Ferris is acting like a clown. I'm, I don't know how what Darren's I just like realized personally, what's about to happen. but this is a clown show. <laughs> I just realized what's about to happen. It's Bob. going. It's going Nylander, baby. So after Canada Get ready, Day, strap in. After Canada Day, I'm going to fill in on uh, in a couple different time slots on Sportsnet 590, the fan, mm-hmm. uh, for two weeks. Last year, we did the Kawhi trade. Show <laughs> Mitch trade. I'm getting the Mitch trade show. I Son of a gun. Get... Now, Son of a gun. If you do, get I the... can't believe it. If you do get. I don't. I don't think they trade him before free agency. No, because uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know that. I don't know what I know anymore. I I think that I they really wait don't. because then here's the thing: the second he doesn't get an offer sheet, all the power's in their court. Yeah, like and then you the, trade him to the team who didn't get the free agent they wanted. Yeah, and you've got a ton of teams with a ton of cap space. Because yeah. and then Darren and him will get the money they want because yeah. now you've traded for Mitch Marner. Now yeah. you gotta sign me to whatever I want, right? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No. Um, I think he ends up, I'd love, love 
to see the Islanders come in on this. I'd love to see them do it. Because I, I... And watch I, the Leafs dunk their head in the toilet. That's what you I mean. You don't have any money. You don't have a building. Oh. I'd love to see I don't Islanders. mean on the ice necessarily. I just mean financially. No, I, or like someone was talking about Carolina. Are you out of your mind? Well, if you if you heard what they offered Sebastian Alho, it's not going to happen. Uh, Florida is going to get Bobrovsky and, and Panarin. They're, they, mm-hmm. they're Instagramming about it today. I don't know. Oh, I do. Come on. I don't think so. Who Who's going to get them over Florida? Colorado. You're out of your mind. Um, yeah, they want to go to an icy climate again. And I love Colorado. I The Nuggets are great. Uh, the Rockies never are, uh, but the uh, but the Avalanche are back to being hey, a good team. They were good a couple of years ago hey, when they were a wild card team. The yeah, food had right. a mini run. <laughs> they had a run. Yeah. The, food, the food definitely tastes better. Denver's awesome, but are you telling me that those guys who have been linked to Florida forever are not going to Florida? Forget it. A side I note think... about the Colorado Rockies. Sorry to interrupt. No, they had one of the worst hashtags in the history of postseason. Oh, oh no! no. When they it? made the playoffs, they were Rocktober. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I went on like a tweet thread about how I hate Rocktober. Jesse it's... never rants, but he hated uh, no. Rocktober. Rocktober. Social media things. Yeah, yeah. You know how there's too many sports teams in North America? <laughs> One of the ones that I routinely forget exists is the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, I, mean, I think. I think that they just are never a top player for whatever reason. I think it's no. that park, right? Isn't there? Aren't they in like thinner air? So there's more home runs yeah. hit there. So it's a weird place. Yeah, it's a weird place. I don't. Yeah, think it's a weird I place. Believe for that. No, dude, they talk about it as if it's gospel. Yeah, the balls. They travel, also talk about the turf. Balls travel further in uh, on Coors Field. Yeah, because oh. there's, there's the air's thinner. There you go. More like out of Coors Field. Because you, you don't believe this. this is an actual I'm stat. sure it's science. It's I do science. believe it. I do believe it. I just. I'm sure it's one made of those that needs to be. They but, have a yeah. line. Um, in the top of the stadium, there's like purple seats, and those are seats that are exactly a mile high from Ultra because they're the mile high. Wow. You go sit in the, that row of seats. And you sit mile. I love that shit. I love baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, Cincinnati has more gnats per capita than any other <laughs> baseball park, and, and the balls don't go as far in Cincinnati because the ball gets slowed down by all the gnats. <laughs> all the gnats. <laughs> the, the, yeah, baseball does really boil it down to every po- possible yeah. fact. People ask, always ask, you know, you know, um, uh, Mike Francesca's old partner, uh, a Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. He has to do a show on the MLB Network in the off season too, every day about the MLB. Mm. And you're like, how do you find something to talk about? And then you realize, like, baseball is so in depth. Yeah. You can talk about anything all the Other time. Other fun stadium Nothing. facts: the uh, Texas Rangers out in Arlington, they have trouble playing day games during the summer because it's so hot in Texas. That's right. Wow. So the majority of their games throughout the summer are night games because it's cooler. Wow, yeah. that's so unbelievable. <laughs> and you know, when the ball—it's like having to walk a hairy dog. Like if you don't have a short hair dog, yeah. you can't, take you can't bring him out in the, the summer. No, no. <laughs> yeah, or it's got to be a real short one. So you got to bring water with you. But For a no- long time, yeah. there were no lights in Wrigley Field, so all their games were day games. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That they is true. Didn't have lights. Yeah. Baseball sucks. <laughs> Baseball's hilarious. Name oh, another I sport where every playing surface is different. Yeah. Baseball. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you go to every different every oh. NHL city and the rink is a different yeah, well, size. Yeah, this is 203 feet, not rather than 200. <laughs> we don't know why. We just made it that way. Like, it's so weird. Architecture. Yeah. That's you know, a part of the game. Hey, fans, we're here in Brooklyn tonight as the Islanders take on the Hurricanes. Hope you brought your flashlights because there are no lights in this building. Every player gets a concussion. Yep. 
Um, I uh, anyway, back to the original thing. Um, where we really hope Mitch Marner stays, <laughs> but I think this is going to December. He gets slowed. Down. No, it, it the Brandon Shanahan has to step in long before that. This does not go to camp. This does not go to camp. Brendan Shanahan. Oh yeah. And why it, do you, why why do you think that changes things? No, he's got it. Like if Dubas lets it go on that long, mm-hmm. dude. This this cannot. I'm sick of it. I'd rather trade him. I'd rather get a shittier uh, package. Yeah, I think. Honest to God, I think I want to know who the team is in September. Yeah, but that doesn't. I think Dubas will make the decision ahead of Brendan having to step in. I I you know what I was telling people at the draft? Kyle Dubas is about to have a grown ass man summer. He's gonna he's gonna. There's gonna be some shit. And I don't think everyone's going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might get... have to be one of those off seasons that isn't good until they hit the ice. Yeah. So, Adam, you think it's going to go to December, yep. and it's going to be as a result of if Marner, Darren Ferris. If Marner has to get traded, like, like he is, I got to tell you, man, he's going to regret that. He's going to regret the hell out of that. There's no, this isn't worth it. But yeah, even, I think December 1st. I'll say he'll regret it even if he wins. Even if he wins. Like wins the negotiation? A Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So on December 1st, is he traded, or is that when he just signs the deal? I think he's traded that day, and somebody oh. works out a deal. Interesting. They won't let him sit the whole year yeah, yeah. without some value back. Well, I mean, they could. Um, but he, the other thing, I mean, it gives them some options and that sort of thing. They don't have that much cap space to really play with. But if I am the Leafs, the thing I do is wait till July 5th and go, okay, who missed out on Panarin and Bobrovsky? Who needs a superstar score? Start calling them. And add Paul Fenton to that list, but just because he's my nuts. summer just turns into spite. I don't even worry about making my team competitive next year. I just try to fuck over other teams in free agency. <laughs> I don't even worry about it. And if you're I a Leafs, see the Kyle Dubas revenge tour. If you're a Leafs fan and you're upset about this, be upset. That's cool. Just know that next year they'd have a ton of cap space to spend mm-hmm. in free agency. Now, yeah. let's move on, because I know Nikita Zaitsev's name has been floated out there a few times, and there were some deals or whatever. Uh, I am of a weird opinion that you're going to have to trade Jake Muzzin to trade Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, what? So Why? <laughs> one of the issues that that Kyle Dubas is facing is, is the same issue that Jacob Truba was in Winnipeg, which is you want a similar player back. He still doesn't have an extension, does he? Truba? Truba. No. No. Interesting. Um, so Truba, you're not going to get a right-handed shot back for two, Truba. The point is to stack up your right side, right? That's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I think you trade Jake Muzzin for the right-handed shot defenseman you're looking for, and then you trade Nikita Zaitsev for whatever. And the reason I think you do that is I believe Travis Dermott, whether you think he's ready or not, is ready. And whether Babs really thinks he's ready or not, he's ready. Yeah. Well, and, he won't be ready for the beginning of the season. Though, sure, the but okay, that's the first few games, whatever. So he okay. misses a month. What? Fine. And he get, takes another month to really get up to snuff. you got to put Travis Dermott in that situation at some point or another mm-hmm. and see what you have. I believe that you cannot go into that next season with Nikita Zaitsev. He's gone. He's got to go. But no, I also I don't believe... I think that's a tactic. I think that there are two guys on this team that are potentially really tradable, and I think it's... it's Obviously, Zaitsev's going to go. But I believe you trade Jake Muzzin to get the right-handed piece you want, or it's Nazem Kadri. Uh I listen to both of those options, for sure. Um, the idea that... I mean, Muzzin's not coming back after this season. No. Uh, so, yeah, I'm open to that. I, I like it For sure. I like the way he plays. It's easier to get left-handed D. Yeah. It just is. So, yeah, if you can trade him, um, and yes, great value, but if you can get the right-handed guy you want, there's there's decent left-handed D out there. Yeah, 
I'm open to that, dude. I like uh, that idea. Now, I found it really, really funny because the Canucks always do this this time of year. They go from absolutely brilliant to clinically insane within a few days. And this day, this time it happened on the same day. They are brilliant at the draft. Brilliant. Brilliant drafting record. You thought so? In, well, they're, they were good this year. But Their, their fans they got, were very funny when they made that pick. Podolskin, I can't remember how to say his name. And it's like everyone in the arena forgot they were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind that pick for them because I think he's going to be a very good NHL player. And when you're picking 10th overall, the guy probably won't be ready for two years anyway. So he can't be here for two years. So what? You pick the highest skill guy. And there, I trust the Canucks draft record. I think also, it's, worth, it's worth trusting. If it takes someone a couple years for the Canucks, I think that's sort of their advantage. Yeah. Because they're about to have an expensive few years as guys come off their ELCs. Besser needs a new deal, and no one's talking about it. Yep. Because he's, um, like, the 12th most interesting RFA. <laughs> but that aside, how is it that the Canucks had to pay a premium for the Tampa Bay Lightning to dump their salary on them? I don't know. How do you pay for 30-point T.J. Miller, or sorry, J.T. Miller, how do you pay a first-rounder plus? How does that work? A guy who makes $5 bucks, and yes, probably underutilized in Tampa? What are you looking what, at? What point does that make sense? And it, it leads you to believe that the Canucks are actually good enough that you think that you're probably going to be in the playoffs. This next was year. the thing, uh, and this is what people kept asking me at the draft. Do the Canucks think they're good? And listen, they got good pieces, man, for sure. And the really good pieces that are only going to get better. Jakob Markstrom had a very underrated season, very good in the Canucks net. The Pacific Division, I don't think really scares anybody. Uh, the Canucks could make the playoffs next year, maybe even in, like, a top three season. Sure. They could make the playoffs. Uh, I'm just not convinced they make much noise, and I'm also not convinced that happens. No. Like, it's not a slam dunk. I suppose I suppose you got to do something, and you're trying to improve your team. I just don't know. The only thing I, I, don't, I don't know if that was the move. I don't hate it if... Miller is your third line center. Oh, or I still hate even, that. Even if he's Oof. your second line center, then it's um, he's got to be at least second. Miller and Bo Horvat. You that's a, that's a good three uh, down the middle. Sutter's it's not, for, not the greatest for like sixteen million dollars total. It's boy, they got a dumb Sutter. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really it's, do. It's cheap. she's the six of that sixteen or seven of that sixteen or something. Yeah. Isn't he? Like well, it's because yeah. it's not good. But the if, Leafs is expensive, but it's good. But if you surrounded it with high-quality wingers, then yeah. maybe you have something there and a defense that can hold its own. And yeah. maybe you have something there that's going to make the playoffs, and who knows when you get to the playoffs. Maybe. So I don't but, hate it in that respect. But, well, on the note of their defense, they're letting a pretty decent defender just walk by yeah. the sounds of it, <laughs> which is uh, very confusing. I mean, you could potentially trade Muzzin and just be like, all right, here's Hutton. Yeah. Well, if, I was also thinking, too, if you wanted to trade Muzzin and get something back for him, you could re-sign Gardner if you really wanted to at that point. Um, Maybe. If it leaves. Um, Maybe. I here's the other thing with the, the, the Miller trade that is so interesting is John Shannon went on Sportsnet 650 and said, um, like, they said, like, this is weird. Were there a lot of teams on in on Miller? And John Shannon said, no. There were not a lot of teams in <laughs> hmm. on Miller. So they paid a high price for a guy that nobody was really in on. And why would you be? <laughs> That's interesting. This is the this is the thing. 
like people talk about in Vancouver, the conversation last year when Beagle and Roussel were signed is is well, I mean, it's not really a big deal. When Sutter was signed, oh, it's not really a big deal. They won't be good for a while. And it's not like they gotta chew up the cap space somewhere. The problem is when Besser, Pedersen, and everybody else needs a big fat deal like what the Leafs are dealing with Queen right Hughes. now, you're still gonna have Jay Beagle, mm-hmm. Roussel. Um, this guy, like, I mean, I think Miller's got a year left or whatever, but it's it's these dumb, and they're not done. They're going to give Tyler Myers more money than Kevin Hayes got. Uh, apparently, the, the rumored the rumored Myers deal a year? is lunacy. So six years, eight million. Apparently, is what what I heard. <laughs> yeah. No, I read. Uh, no, I thought I thought one of the I thought they were discussing eight years. Eight over eight. For a 30-year-old guy who was a third-pairing defenseman in Winnipeg last year and still didn't have good results. Even seven. Even six, I think. At uh, $8 million? The, w- one, of the, one of the most chronically overpaid defensemen in the league. Sounds like a really good guy. He's a right-handed shot. Um, he can put up points. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Tyler Myers, one year... Well, I've, I've brought this up a bunch of times, but just not for a while... Uh, one year, Tyler Myers was the highest paid player in the uh, highest paid defenseman in the National Hockey League. Remember, is when, that his first year in Boston, in Buffalo? No, it was it was uh, yeah. Remember, Buffalo lost their mind for a few years there, and they had back to back years. Mm-hmm. They had the highest paid defenseman in actual cash. In both years, it was a different defenseman. The first one was Tyler Myers. You want to take a stab at who the second one was? Uh, I have no idea. German. Can you name a German-born NHL defenseman? This is how this is how messed up it was. I believe it was Christian Erhoff. Really? Oh, right. He was making twelve million in actual cash. That's right. Yeah, look look that up those... on cap friendly. I want to make sure, sure he had correct. a ridiculous sure deal. That's right. The Tyler yeah. Myers deal is will either be as reported four years at six or seven years at eight. Oh my God. Those are the two numbers what? they're discussing. Four years at sorry, what is it? Four years four at six years is a lot less six, insane. Four years at six million dollars per season. I don't even hate that. Or seven years at eight million dollars. Why are you paying more for more years? <laughs> at that point, he's thirty years old. Should be paying less for more. Yeah, we're not talking about a young guy here. We're talking about a guy. The sun will be setting on his abilities at that point. So we'll see. What on earth? The the four the four times six. Uh, I I do hate. Mm-hmm. It's just not a. Show in and show out. We talk about how it's such a shit deal, mm. you know, sort of like the Lucic one. Um, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't give him either of those deals. Jeez, man, what a confusing team. Also, did you hear that apparently Peter Shirelli may have joined them? Yes, apparently. Yeah, it was Andrew Walker. I think that broke that. He said yes. that uh, that they they've offered him a position, which I find he had himself a weekend, Mister Walker. He did. Yeah. I I find it. Really, really weird that they would bring him in after what happened. Who? Trelawney? Oh, Trelawney? oh, oh, oh! I was uh, like, "What are you talking?" After about? what happened in Edmonton, uh, dude, they just recycle yeah, the same two hundred, two hundred and fifty guys. Executive, he gets a job. That's it. That's like, how it works. I, wow! Wow! It's nuts. I and wow. and I do hope they sign Tyler Myers because I it will continue to prove my point that Vancouver goes from brilliant to nuts within two weeks. Draft to free agency. They're crazy. They're stupid. It's it's insane. Jim Benning needs to have his phone taken away. And Jim Benning, really, he, he hasn't done a bad job. He's mm-hmm. gotten some great pieces in there. But it's all through the draft. If you if you had Jim Benning potato versus Jim Benning, as in only draft, I bet Jim Benning potato wins. <laughs> 
the you know he's been a punching bag on and off on this show. Uh, it's a little bit more on than off. After a nice little streak there, right? He, he can't a, get out of his own way. He had a bit of a streak. You know who's on a streak? Like a good one? Mark Bergevin. We hammered that guy for like well, two years. because he hasn't done anything. What's he done? Uh, I really liked Cole Caulfield. Okay. The Max Domi trade was obviously smart a year ago. It worked out uh, when we all said it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The return for Max Pacioretty was very, very good. good. Tatar worked out great. He's put together this really nice uh, roster of prospects, uh, especially on offense. Well, he also got himself into the mess that he created and then cleaned up. Yes, but if we're talking about hot streaks, cold streaks, no, I'd have to say a bit of a hot streak. Sure. And Benning, ice cold, and he started to heat up, and I'd say he was just above room temperature. And, uh-oh, it's getting a little chilly again. Yeah. Now, have you heard of Carly Zucker and the tweet, the infamous tweet? Yes. So, Jay, so Michael Russo from... <laughs> oh, uh, I love the Minnesota Wild. You know what? We should start a feature called This Week in Paul Fenton. Yes. And literally every week this year, we just we just go, here's what Paul Fenton said or did this week. Have we ever seen someone so instantly become like a unanimously agreed upon bottom five GM in the league? Oh, no. But I, if I'm the Leafs, I'm calling him. Every day. Every well, single day. Here's what I don't kidding? get. First off, well, I'll, 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 I'll read you this and then we'll get to it. You, you know, we don't hear many complaints from Minnesota Wild fans. They're always sort of in it. I think we alienated too many of well, them. Well, <laughs> you, you hated Chuck Fletcher. You didn't hate Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Wild fans. That was, that was a fun rant because so many of them were like, all right, okay, I get it now. And you know what? You're not even wrong. <laughs> yeah, because they're very kind. Like, dude, we get it. No, that's fair. But I, I want to look at I want to look at this because I think it says a lot. So Michael Russo, who does a lot for uh, 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 he's an incredible reporter for the Wild, and he said, Fenton on Jason Zucker. I don't plan to get rid of Jason unless the right thing came to me. Uh, I listen to offers and I make offers. It doesn't mean that he's pigeonholed into something. I love Jason as a player. And Carly Zucker retweeted and said, I totally get it. I'm not planning to get rid of him as a husband, but I'm always open to offers if the right thing comes along. She was being very sarcastic. Jason Zucker was almost traded to the Flames. Then he was almost traded for Phil Kessel. Uh Mm -mm. And for some reason, this poor guy who's just signed this contract last year, he just signed it. To, to commit to them, to stay with them. Remember he scored a hat-trick on the Leafs, and I was like, who the hell is this Yeah, guy? he's and apparently the Leafs are interested in him. Why shouldn't they be? Why shouldn't they be? Now, I think it becomes very interesting for the Leafs if the other guy they're rumored to want to move on from, Jared Spurgeon, who is also really good. <laughs> yep. It, like, that becomes, well, now they need a right shot, Dean. I'm not saying you flip Spurgeon for Zaitsev. I don't think the Leafs would get that lucky. But... I do think Spurgeon goes, and then they're going to be like, well, we need a right-shot guy who's got a manageable cap hit, Nikita Zaitsev. Now, <laughs> the other thing that I love, you guys saw the quote from the from the draft, right? So Paul Which? Fenton talked about the draft picks, and he oh, said, God. we got a lot of young guys in the system, and I'm paraphrasing here. we got a lot of young guys in the system, but what was nice was all of these young draft picks that were drafting coming up to the table, and they were taller than me. Man, media training, dude. Like, even if you're kidding, my I benefited the doubt, think he's kidding. I don't think he's kidding. Yeah, me neither. I benefited the doubt, think he's kidding. Um, man, you got to know how that sounds. And even worse, you got to know how that reads. You got to know how that How tall is Paul Fenton? 
Don't know. Because if he's like five foot five and makes that joke, it's okay, funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. I don't think you can Google Paul Fenton height. I will try. All right. Also, fun fact. You can Google anything. <laughs> Adam, this is a fun fact for you. Uh oh. Uh, Carly Zucker is a radio host. Is she? Yeah, what? She uh, she hosts a show called Overtime with Carly Zucker on K Fan in Minnesota. Oh, that's sick. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is it still on? Yes. Or is it done for the season? Because I got to imagine. Oh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's a hockey specific show. Yeah, she might just be talking about Minnesota yeah. sports. Girl, yeah. uh, I'd be very interested to hear that. Now, that's cool. This falls her. into. Uh, I guess it's the other end of the spectrum, sort of, of what uh, Elliot Friedman was talking about. You know, the people in your life that sort of calm things down. But remember, the first time he was on the show back at your old apartment, there, mm-hmm. he <laughs> talked about. Um, talked about. Listen, tell your family members to stay the hell off Twitter and tell them to not read what is said about you and certainly not to relay it to you. So sometimes it works out in the opposite way. Uh, they don't calm you down. They sort of add fuel to the fire. Yeah. I, I, I know the tactic right now is to say, well, you know, we could easily keep them. Uh, I, I think, they're trying to move Jason Zucker. I think, well, I think the Zuckers are... Ready for Jason Zucker to move. Paul that's, Fenton, that's by the way, going on. 411 NHL games, so his height is readily available. Yes! Oh, hey. <laughs> so, I didn't even he, know that. Yeah, he's an athlete, so 5'11". So he's my height. Yeah, that's a regular-ass height, so yeah. he's, I don't know so if he's joking. Funny. No, he's not joking. I think he's going back. He's basing it on what it used to be like when he played. Hmm. When did he play? Uh, he played his first year in the NHL was 1984-85 for the Hartford Whalers. He's pretty standard. He played uh, standard size. Played from '84 until '92 when he retired as a player of the San Jose Sharks. Played 60 games in the last season. Hmm. Eleven oh, he was goals. On the expansion Sharks. Eleven goals in that year. Here's the best part: career high 32. Wow. He had a 32 goal season. Jason Winnipeg Zucker. Jets. Yeah, that's when everybody was scoring 30 yeah. or 40 goals. Uh, Jason Zucker. And Jared Spurgeon. That's who the Wild want to move on from. Mm. Who do they want to bring in? Who do they want to bring in? Who do Wait, they, are you asking me? Who do they want to bring mm. in? I don't who are know. the Wild going, you know, we could use a little... T- I mean, it's Paul Fenton, so what do you think? Uh, my assumption is an obscure player in the Predators organization. <laughs> you mean one Wayne Simmons? Oh my God, is it really? Several teams, including what? the Wild, have shown interest in Simmons, who will be looking to bounce back from a tough 2018-2019. They are about to be bad. Well, oh, boy. And I hope for Wayne's sake that he gets as much money as he can out of them. <laughs> for Wayne's sake, he doesn't go to Minnesota. Yeah, that's true. Wayne, go get your money, though. Like, whoever, just take the money, Dude, man. I need another uh, Stanley Cup and Rouge Hill moment. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know? I want Wayne Simmons to win the Cup. Oh, boy. It's not going to happen in Minnesota, man. He, he can play up and down the lineup. He plays a heavy game that the Wild lack, and he's a protector of teammates. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. Guy is, this is according to the, cool. the article, but this guy is so strong. Playing in L.A. once, he literally caved Eric Nystrom's cheekbone in during a fight. Eric Nystrom. Of the Wild. When he was with the Wild. Ah. Ah, yes. Um, listen. Wayne Simmons is a great player, I think. Maybe yeah. maybe a bit past his best, but uh, still valuable to an organization. I hope he goes and makes his money. But Will the Wild if, be the oldest team in the league? I don't know what the, what do we always say? The worst teams in the league are the teams where you go, I don't know what you are. What are the Minnesota Wild, everybody? What are they? Don't know, man. I could not tell you. I do not know. Other than 
a bunch of former predators, mm-hmm. and it sounds like about to be more former predators. <laughs> I, I, you, you might think I'm crazy here, but I think yes. the, the Leafs and the Preds could have. Leafs and the Preds now could have a potential thing, and then we'll do the press conference. Interesting. I think the Predators want a guy like Nazem Kadri. I think you're right, but they're about to go out and get Matt Duchesne. Yeah, they are, but I think that they would Can they get both? want to move Kyle Turris. I think you're 100% right uh, because let's say Duchesne signs 9-5, which it sounds like is reasonable. Uh, Johansson makes at least 8. He makes 8. He was 8 over 8. So 8. Uh, oh, boy. And Turris makes over 6. Yeah. That so, is a very expensive top three that I don't even think is all that fantastic. So if you, okay, so if you look at Kyle Turris, he had a brutal year last year. So they're yeah. selling low on him. Yeah. And if I'm the Leafs, Kyle Turris, while small, plays the system that the Leafs play. He plays the type of hockey they play. I don't hate Kyle Turris at $3 million bucks. Oh, salary retained. If Nikita Zaitsev's going the other way. Hey. And you look at it and you go, they just lost a right-handed shot defenseman. So, they, yes, they have to absorb money, and I don't know why Nashville would necessarily do that. They've got some young prospects or something. I do know that the Leafs were interested in Robbie Fabry as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll be interested in Robbie so Fabry. So maybe there's sure. something to be worked out there, wherein, I mean, Turris has got a long time left on that deal. That's the one problem with it. Yeah, but it's not a great at deal. $3 million buyout, like, if he plays well, great. And if he doesn't, you buy him out, and then it's a million and a half on the cap. Ah. Ah, boy, I don't know. I, think I, I, I tried to picture it. There could be something there for sure. Babs would, Babs would just be like, oh, you got me a small guy. No, yeah, not another one. <laughs> what are we, we're a team of Nick Patans. Hey, <laughs> Nick Patan, I want you to line up. Next to right-handed Nick, Nick Patan, <laughs> who we just Kyle Nick Patan and uh, and Casperi Nick Patan yeah. and uh... Trevor Nick Patan, you're scratched tonight. <laughs> Trevor Nick Patan. Um, I don't know. I think there might be something there. There, there definitely could be someone there. Um, as long as you could get Robbie Fabry back, and we know the Leafs and Preds were speaking, so there could be the framework to an alternate deal, mm-hmm. right? There was the there was the Subban deal that that often. Is the way Seem, deals seems start. to happen, yeah. right? Maybe a Connor um, Brown you throw in there too. Could you know what was uh, very interesting to me? So the salary cap seemed to be the theme of the weekend, and I guess uh, flooding into this week as well. Uh, Vegas hasn't done really Man. anything. The Carlson deal that they signed, what the William a great Carlson, deal that is. That is a very, very, very good deal, but they still need to move. Colin Miller out. Colin Miller, Colin Miller. Uh, Colin Miller seems to be a slam dunk to me, if not to the Leafs, then to somebody. So I am a little bit confused by how quiet things seem to He'll be. He'll be on, on the Blackhawks. Don't worry. Okay, when they'll get him for nothing. There's why are they getting everybody all of a sudden? <laughs> because Stan Bowman is the he has got to be the most a charming man in the world. Oh my God! How? Because he's going to. Would get you Pave- like an autograph from my dad? They're saying that Pavelski is going to go to Chicago as well. Anders Lee. And Anders Lee. They're saying both of them. Overnight, you're the best net front presence team in the entire league. (laughs) 
Like for the next two holy years. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't like those contracts beyond a couple of years, but term is an issue. They would be right back in particularly with P- Pavelski, but holy smoke, he's still such a good player. By the way, I want you to know that in Toronto Darren Drager is now trending because of his comments this morning. He has worked his way up over the course of this show from 10th in Toronto to now 4th. Just Drager. But why does he keep doing it? Well, because he obviously has a close relationship no. with this. No, I'm oh. kidding. That's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's well, I mean, why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I I take what Darren Drager says as gospel for what Darren Ferris thinks. Yes. Yes. I 100%. I don't think the one thing about Darren Drager is like, well, you know, he's not lying. Just doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Fair. Like, Fair. Well, Mitch Marner might get $14 million. Yeah. Maybe we should stop ripping on Dreger. Just because, I mean, he's putting, he's giving us, he's not necessarily giving us information as much as he's giving us something to talk about. Verbatim their thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't even take time to take it from the email and go, you know, I'm going to rearrange the sentence a little bit and soften it. Nope. Just yeah, here one, it is. One of these days, his tweet is going to start with FWD colon. <laughs> like he's just gonna accidentally screw that up. Yep. R E colon redacted, redacted on yeah. the emails, and then that's here's not the email. even that. Yeah. He's no. Gonna, just gonna give everybody the email. tweet the email address. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good times at the ranch. Let's do the press conference. The Steve Dangle press conference. Stephen Dangle, you were at the. NHL draft this past weekend in Vancouver. Sure was. Some 700 and... No, 207 <laughs> rounds. So 7 times 31. Some yeah. 210, 11-ish players were yes. drafted. Yes. Who was not drafted? <sighs> Jake and Smallwood. Jake and Smallwood. Oh, come on. Unfortunately, did not go in the NHL draft, even though... This was his first draft He'll get eligible a year. Yeah, I texted him Hopefully. in the morning. Um, I was yeah, I was texting with Jake and what uh, did he say? Texted with him in the morning, and he wasn't optimistic hmm. about it. And I'd spoken to some people, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not looking good." Um, and then as soon as the last pick was announced, and it wasn't him, you know, just sort of sent him like a hey, motivation going forward. And and I mean, he knows his hockey career is not done, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he certainly wouldn't be the first guy to. Yeah, have a uh, long, wonderful NHL career after not getting drafted his first year of eligibility. Do you know what his next move is? Continue in the... Uh, I do not. I don't know if he's on anyone's uh, invite roster. Okay. Might be. I don't know. Okay. I'm just curious. Glad to hear you're texting with him. Yeah. He's Uh, a good guy, man. He's a good guy. After what What a weird... It's weird the way people come in your life sometimes. Can I play the two of you audio and then we can go? The audio? Yes. Yeah, sure. Can I play some audio? Like just audio. I'll just play it from my laptop and then insert it after. It'll be loud enough. Does that work? Yeah. All right. You guys listening? Listen. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That the, the fans didn't welcome, welcome him in more. Um, talents like those are so rare, they don't come by fast. And I think it serves us right that now he's gone and look at what we're left with. Oh, my God. Wow. No, that's him. That's it. It's the inflection. That is him. It's not just the voice. It's the inflection. Wait, the is that Kyrie? Talks. I didn't. I didn't catch that at all when it happened live. Are you just as blown away? Hold on. Play it no. again. Play it again. Play it again. Okay. One more time. I'm gonna try and find the uh, 
a different one. No, but no, I'll play no, this no, one no, more no. Time. Can we compare that to another Kyrie interview too? By the way, they, are I, they saying right now that Kyrie Irving called into a sports radio show to talk about Kyrie Irving? I was just calling in saying that with such a rare talent like Kyrie, it's such a shame. Oh, I keep doing that there. In that the the fans didn't welcome welcome him in more. Um, talents like those are so rare; they don't come by fast. And I think it serves us right that now he's gone, and look at what we're left with. Oh my God! Wow. No, that's him. I have to that's be honest. The inflection. They wouldn't that say, is. oh, my God, that's him, unless they were basically one million percent sure. Play the Flat Earth clip. I have another clip. <laughs> Play the clip where he talks about Flat Earth. I have another clip where they compare his voice. Let me let me just bring it up. There's no way that happened. Come on now. Come on now. Did he really just take the heat off Kevin Durant that, that fast? Oh, my God. Having it out for him? Because I'm like, I don't know. Fans didn't welcome, welcome him. Listen to this. Yeah. Here it is. Um, talents like those are so rare, they don't come by fast. And I think it serves us right that now he's gone and look at what we're left with. Oh, my God. So this keeps Wow. Going. No, that's him. That's it. It's the inflection. <laughs> that is him. It's not just the voice. It's the inflection and the way he talks. I didn't, I didn't catch that at all when it happened live. Oh, are you just as blown away as I am, Beetle? I, no, I'm not. I'm Beetle is. You are. That's not Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Know, that the is. end sounded like him. You want to hear the beginning again? Does, yeah. Is this Kyrie? Hey, um, so cadence? I was just calling in saying that. Yeah, it's the cadence. It sounds like Kyrie right. trying to disguise. All right, they, they play. Uh, it's absolutely hold on. the delivery. Okay. You can't hide that. You guys are Tom, dead. put a side by side. You want to hear side Here's by side? Back and forth. Yes. Back. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yes. hold on. Before we do, is it Kyrie on the phone or no. just Kyrie speaking? Nope, Kyrie speaking. All right. With such a rare talent like Kyrie, and then you start figuring out what is important to you off the floor. It's such a shame that the the fans didn't welcome welcome him in more. It'll it'll be a, an unbelievable experience to, for something new. Um, like. So, for context for everybody listening, I don't know. Ooh, Kyrie close. Irving is going to be a free agent this summer, and he had a terrible year in Boston. He's leaving. And he's leaving. He's going to go to New York. He's going to play for the Nets, or maybe the Knicks. Who knows? And it sounds like he called into Zolik and Bertrand, which is a <laughs> local show. That's in, a catchy name. <laughs> on 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Oh, that's a big station. Yeah, so he calls into the station. That certainly sounds like Kyrie. It sure does sound like Kyrie. Whether it is or not, I don't know. But, man, I would love to see that. Oh, do you That's think not it's the first time that's happened, too. There have been other players that do that. Really? I know that there's stories out there, and I can't think of any offhand. But I think people have been caught. Um, oh no! Oh, but Kyrie, well, well, Durant with his burners. Yeah, that was that's Twitter though. Like I think that's that very there, different, there yeah. have been players that have done that, and I don't, I can't think of who. Mm. But anyway, the it it I have to tell, I have to say that is pretty compelling. I mean, and if he is caught doing that, <laughs> what then? Yeah, what the hell? Like, why the hell the Nets want him that bad? Why are they so hurry in such mm. a hurry to give that guy a max deal? He's like, I'm not a leader. I don't like it. <laughs> so you, then you don't give him a supermax. Like, I think it's the... it's the sports thing about the the guys are just going to get a next contract. Any guy who can play at that high level is just going to get another team's going to be like, oh, he won't be the problem with us. 
and he's going to go there. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's going to go there and be the problem. It's a shame that you guys are not the geniuses that we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I can will fix do them. Yes. The we, the Wildcats. Yes. Are better well, than you, the Wildcats. <laughs> so much smarter than the Wildcats. <laughs> Literally, all sports executives are Spider Man pointing at himself. Like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but uh, I also want to, I just want to jump in here. Haley Wickenheiser has officially been brought into the yes. uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Hey, what's the, what's the class? Uh, I believe. I'm, I'm looking. Hang on, hang on. Well, she's one of six. Jim Rutherford got in for the builder category. Uh, Sergey Zubov is finally in. Hey. Oh, fun. Very underrated, yes. Check forward. Oh, so Canadian forward Guy Carbono and check forward Vaclav Nidomansky. Okay. Don't know who that is. Not aware of him. International I, uh, player. They they're Guy doing their Carbino? best to to honor the guys who were in like the the Soviet bloc, right? Yeah, I thought uh, Guy Carbonell was already in. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hey, Haley Wickenheiser. It was only a matter of time, right? Oh, yeah. The top scoring female player yeah. of all time. Noted member of the Leafs organization. That too. Yeah. All right. Are we done? Are Rocket. we all done? Okay. Run. Man, uh, that Kyrie clip is fucking nuts. Well, By the way, a million people have sent me Max Kellerman rapping. Have you seen this? Oh no! I can't no. Wait. Can we watch Matt Keller? No, my heart. Can we do that? I don't think I could. Okay, do you have that? You have the... <laughs> oh no, I don't think. I... Okay, while you're pulling that up, uh, before the show was ruined, uh, thanks everyone who came out to the Regal Beagle in Vancouver. Uh, that was a very, very good time. There were like 200 of you. It was fantastic. Uh, shout out to everybody who I met at the draft. Oh, did you see that clip of the Red Wings fans mm -hmm. who like put their head in their hand the second uh, yes. that off the board? So I got to interview one of them. Man, what is going on with that? So did they funny. draft off of Ken Holland's list? He, I, uh, maybe he thought he still had like Tampa's pick or something. Ooh. It was a it was a very strange Odd move. Start, but hey, man, listen, you got to give Stevie Y a little bit of of rope here because I think. He's earned it. Yeah, it was um, a, it was a great weekend for the wing. Jesse, wheel do, podcast. do you have it? Is it his like OG rap video from '94? Yes. No. When he used to be a rapper. Have a look. No. That's him. No. <laughs> The video, by the way, is Max Kellerman, the pale white rapper, back in 1994. I. What do we think? I think my day's ruined. I think, um, I think, if you were to show me a video and say this is Max Kellerman <laughs> rapping, that is much better than I thought it would have been. Oh, way better! Like yeah. he's he's got some flow. He's passable, for sure. For sure. Is he's... he is he better? Even though on... his skin's European, as he says, <laughs> <laughs> it's no reasonable doubt. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's back in '94. Oh. But uh. It's all right. What city is that filmed in? It almost looks like know. it's filmed on Bay Street, doesn't it? With like Queens Park in the background. It's definitely not. Toronto, it's definitely not. But uh, he was on a song called "Young Man Rumble." Yeah. I don't know. He's very he... threatening in this video, by the way. 
Who's he? Looks like he's got pillow fists. By Max and Sam. Max and Sam. Wow. All right. Um, should we announce our live show? Oh, yeah. Hey, we got a live show next week. Hey, next week. Coming up. Is it next week? July the 7th. Coming in Not hot. July the 7th? No. No. Oh, July, July, 4th. July the 4th. Thursday, July the 4th at Old Flame in Port Perry, Ontario. It's a brewery. You're going to have a good time. They have delicious beer. And here's Very. the best part about it. Um, we will set up an Eventbrite and we will have to sign up and yes. we will control when that all goes out so we'll make sure it goes out on time. Yeah. <gasps> and What was that? <laughs> there's only going to be that? there's only going to be about 80 slots, guys. <laughs> Only gonna be on eighty slots. What was that? I'm tired. I can't be tired. I'm only gonna be about eighty slots, guys. <laughs> but Jesse will not be tired for our live show at Old Flame. That's right. <laughs> live. Uh, so we will see you there. Um, it, it'll again, be like our unofficial last show of the season. Yeah, and we'll try to book some major guests. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. <gasps> All right. <laughs> guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.